0: 재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? Do you know what time it is? It's
1: time. It's prime time. Well, according to recent studies, uh, cases of sexual abuse and rape, even against male victims, have soared 60% here in South Korea during a three-year period between 2011 and 2014. Now, there are still, though, uh, pre-existing views and stereotypes regarding gender roles, and it's often resulted in inadequate legal protection uh, for these male victims. Uh, Many of them have to be very brave to be able to even come forward and repeat uh, report these cases. And this is not to mention all the other cases that have gone unreported uh, due to a sense of shame or social stigma. This is a similar problem with uh, female victims of sexual harassment or assault as well. But we're trying to look at the male angle of this uh, and uh, talk about maybe some of the legal as well as sociological aspects of uh, male sexual harassment. You can give us your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a cacao talk message by adding TBS EFM as a plus friend. We're going to be joined by a couple of experts from overseas in the second part of this discussion. But joining us here in the studio right now, our good friend from Hanguk University of Foreign Studies, Law Professor Hwang Jong-uk. Professor Huang, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Henry. Again, this is something that maybe not a lot of people feel. Is a huge problem, but uh, if we just look at the numbers of reported cases, is sexual assault against male victims becoming a bigger problem? And it, do you feel that it is something that society should not sweep under the gr- uh, under the rug and should actually address?
0: Well, based on the numbers, it is a fairly substantial problem. You know, roughly speaking, around every year about 20,000 know, sexual assault cases get reported in Korea. Out of that, about 5%, or th- about 1,000 cases involve male victims. So number is fairly substantial. As for, you know, Korean society's uh, response to male victims of sexual assault in general, I suppose, uh, rather than saying it is a growing problem, I, I say this one, it was it used to be an entirely overlooked problem. You'll note that until year 2013, just two years ago, the rape wasn't even defined for male. Mm. Until the law, the Korean criminal law was changed two years ago, rape could only be committed against female, according to Korean criminal law. So, in fact, you know, the law didn't even recognize that, you know, man could be raped, for example, until two right. years ago. So I suppose, you know, we are sort of gradually coming to the idea that yes, even men can be victims of sexual assaults.
1: And we're talking about diversity of cases, right? Not just people might say, oh, okay, this, There's a minor and is, you know, under the influence and not able to do it. Uh, But there are cases of harassment. There are cases of of rape. And uh, it's it's evident that it happens. I I guess that's the thing that should be made clear is that it happens. And we'll maybe talk about the gender roles in all of this. But is it possible, just like how we when we talk about uh, female sexual assault or harassment cases? And I know you've been a part of those discussions as well with us here on primetime, that uh, there may be a lot more. Unreported cases, as you say, this might have been going on for a long time, but we're just seeing an uptick in the reporting of cases that, uh, perhaps out of shame or whatever reason, there are actually a lot of people who are simply not reporting these crimes. Sure, I
0: think we can be sure of two, two things in general. In general, a lot of sexual assault cases go unreported. That is, whether the victims are male or females. Two, probably a lot more. Uh, there are probably far, far more female victims than male victims. Those two things we're quite sure right. about. One thing we're not really sure about is just how much. How many of the cases are actually going unreported? There are some attempts at trying to figure out what the number is. I mean, sometimes the number goes anywhere between 50% to 90% of cases do not go underreported. So based on this lack of knowledge, we, we really don't know whether, you know, the, the female victims' cases going underreported is, is lower or higher than the female or uh, the male victims. But for sure, you know, for reasons that are fairly different between males and female victims, yeah, many cases do go underreported.
1: That being said, so we can, I guess, make it clear, there are far more cases of female sexual harassment and assault than there are male cases, but there are uh, a lot of cases that go unreported. Uh, a lot of females still, even in this society, uh, there is that sense of shame or coming forward or kind of being kind of branded with a scarlet letter or just some of the other uh, repercussions of reporting a case that, uh, I guess, dissuade women who should be reporting it from reporting it. What about the male angle on this? And I suppose this is not just a South Korean situation, Professor Huang, but because of, let's say, a patriarchal society or a male-dominated uh, type of cultural uh, situation we have, is it difficult for a male to report this kind of case just from the sense of this public emasculation or the idea that a man should be strong and should not even be a victim of this?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's th- th- that kind of uh, the sort of male gender role stereotype is not uh, just to restrict to the Korea, for sure. example. I, and I think there are some people out there that as uh, uh, as far as, you know, say, uh, on cons- uh, 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 the sexual uh, relationship that is not consens- consented to many people, many people might even say, is that even possible in the case of males? So even very possibility of uh, the, the more worse source of sexual assault against men might be questioned. And many v- male victims of sexual assault also sort of uh, get questions about their own male sexuality as well. So I think, you know, because of the, a lot of expectations that are built on based on, you know, social stereotypes, it is hard for a man to actually come out and say, hey, hey I've been victim of sexual har- harassment or assault. And, you know, there will be a lot of neg- uh, sort of negative uh, reaction, you know, whether intentional or unintentional coming from, you know, from that person, basically.
1: Yeah, and really it runs again and again with the diversity of cases. It could be, let's say, a locker room of swimming athletes and maybe the coach kind of roughhousing with some of the the athletes and sure. kind of being a little too handsy. Or it could be someone who's a victim of a a homosexual person 's right. assault, or it could even be let 's say a person with with a female uh, perpetrator who, through some coercive means whether it 's physically or through other maybe uh, non physical means uh, is able to sexually assault or harass uh, a male person and you, what you 're saying is that regardless of those cases, uh, although they 're not equal by any means, it is difficult for any man in whether it's Korean society or in any other society to actually report this publicly.
0: Exactly. I mean, if was, if, if the uh, the perpetrator was <clears> female, then, you know, the question of is that even possible, I think that question would be asked. If the perpetrator was male, I, th- I suppose, you know, your uh, male sexuality might, might be questioned. One yeah. thing to keep in yeah. mind is that, you know, often sexual assault is not about sexuality. It's expression of power often case. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. because it's a male or male sexual assault, it's not necessarily homosexual male who might be perpetrating the case. It might just to be a heterosexual male sort of asserting his power, not, not his nece- necessarily his sexuality. So, you know, for those variety of cases, I, I think uh, it's sort of you know, the social expectations does make it uh, difficult for male victims to f- come forward.
1: Uh, the next question is a little bit of a sensitive question, and I don't want to get too specific on the details of this. And I know you're not necessarily a behavioral psychologist or or uh, something that has to do with the victims in terms of their biology. But there is a sense, and I, I know you've heard it and a lot of people have heard it, that... Look, you can't really be too sympathetic to the male victims because, again, just not to get too specific, but how the plumbing works for for a male to to reach that final stage of, I suppose, completing a sexual act, it must imply that they've actually enjoyed it because otherwise, uh, why would there even be a case of uh, assault or actual uh, rape occurring because they couldn't, it wouldn't have happened. I, I suppose I'm being as vague as possible in the context of this program, but you, you hear what I'm saying, right?
0: Yeah, but and I think you know, based on the studies on the male victims who, or just the examination of male victims of sexual assault, I think that is usually discredited, at least among the experts, as far as I can tell. So basically, male victims of sexual assault usually suffer similar type of trauma that you know female victims of sexual assault uh, suffers, and this is quite understandable in the sense then you know this is an affront against one's you know physical body one's own identity of self and obviously that kind of psychological damage w- w- can take place whether you're a female or male regardless of what the biological reaction was
1: right and we're not talking about uh, other cases let's say if you're a victim of um for example a homosexual uh assault uh, that might be a different case but what we're talking about is the context of i suppose what people generally have this conception of well if a sexual act is uh, is conducted or completed it must imply that um there was pleasure on the end of the, the male who's purporting to be the victim, but what you're saying is that there's a consensus now among uh, most academics that that simply isn't the case.
0: Exactly, and even historically, similar kind of argument was also often raised, you know, this, uh, this is probably, you know, in the case of the United States, for example, until the uh, the rape shield law was changed in 1960s, similar kind of argument was raised even for the uh, you know, rapes against females, too, you know, saying that you know based on the evidence that females must have consented as, as well. So I think you know we really need to be careful about you know what the what your preconception of you know the human biology tells you versus what the victims actually feel the kind of trauma that the victims go through whether you are male or female
1: We're going to have to take a short break, and we're going to continue this discussion in part two of the panel. Uh, We're going to be joined by a couple of experts from uh, the U.K., a couple of experts in uh, criminology and criminal justice, get their thoughts on the uh, issue of male victims of sexual violence. Uh, What can be done? What can society do to be uh, more aware and maybe even more enlightened uh, with this problem? Stay tuned. You're listening to Primetime.